0: The 23rd of June, 2009, episode 113. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. The topic for today, again, comes from an email that I received from one of our listeners and I thought it was a really good topic. Uh, today we're going to be talking about using your time, your free time, and that would be the time that you're not spending doing your design job or your design schoolwork or whatever it might be, but just the free time that you may choose to dedicate to your craft, making yourself better, uh, improving your skills what and whatnot. So today we're gonna to be talking about uh, different things that you might be able to do during that time and uh, how it can be used to you know, really move yourself forward in your career. Before we get started, This podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. And with GoToMeeting, you can do more and travel less. And you do this by hosting meetings online. So even if you have people that you need to collaborate with, to talk to, that are across the country or across the world, it doesn't really matter because you can all feel like you're in the same room by sharing your screen. And you do this by setting up a meeting on your computer. You invite other people to join your meeting and now you can demonstrate and collaborate. And like I said, you're actually sharing your screen with them so they can see everything that's going on on your desktop. And at the same time, you talk to them over the phone or over voice over IP or both. And that way you can really kind of solidify what you're talking about. You can show them, you know, examples of maybe a website or maybe a print project that project that you're working on. And you can talk about uh, the steps that you're taking and in which direction it's going to go in from there. So it's a very cool thing. It's a very good technology. And it saves you a bunch of money because you pay one flat rate, and then you meet as many times as you need to. You can try this for free for 30 days. If you'd like, just go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash techpodcasts. That's com slash podcasts. Fill out the form at the bottom, and you can download and try the software for free for 30 days. And much like the one flat rate, uh, in that 30 days, you can set up a bunch of meetings and check out the functionality and make sure it's something that's going to work for you. First of all, I just want to apologize if there's any background noise in this episode. Apparently, I picked landscaping day to do this, but... Uh, was the only day I had free. Things have been a little bit busy lately, so um, hopefully not too much of that will bleed in. Um, As far as this podcast goes, of course, it was supposed to happen last week, but again, things got kind of busy, so I do apologize for being late on that. But uh, as we've uh, discussed in the past, it's going to happen from time to time. Things are really kind of heating up at my job. We have a big redesign project coming up for our website, so things might get a little bit busy from, from here on out. So again, I apologize for that. And, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and subscribing and putting up with my late podcasts. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can work towards, uh, the regular schedule in the, in the future, but it just wasn't possible this time. So here I am on a Monday recording and, uh, dealing with landscapers driving their lawnmowers all over. Anyways, I do appreciate you guys downloading the podcast and uh telling your friends if you do find this uh, to be a useful podcast i I hope that you would tell some of your friends that are also in the design field that you think might benefit from it as well Uh, like i said in the past if you have a twitter or if you want to mention on facebook or, or wherever you like to do your posting to tell your friends about things if you'd like to just throw up a mention about rookie designer that would be awesome it would help us out a lot And, uh, you know, build up the community, as I always say, and also, you know, give me uh, my renewed purpose of doing these podcasts all the time. I do enjoy doing them, but it does help when there are more people listening. So if you can help me out with that part, it would be really appreciated. All right, so today, uh, like I said, I got an email from one of our listeners And he had a great idea, and I'll just read to you a little bit about what he was saying. He says, since my lunch is an hour long, what are some good under an hour projects or exercises I can do to keep the creative juices flowing and advance myself? I know a lot of people only have so much time to do things. And he says, I think that'd be a great podcast idea. And I obviously agree. Um, I think it's a great one. And I kind of want to just elaborate on, on it a little bit. Because I think this is something that I touched on a long, long time ago, but I uh, haven't really gone back to it that much. But just, um, first of all, just showing that drive to wanting to improve yourself in little spurts, little amounts of time that you have free. And I'm going to say, quote, unquote, free time. Because... Um, you know we have so little of it it seems like when when we start working in the design field uh it's obviously a constant topic for me is not having enough time to do things but you know if you want to take some of that time when you finally do have some free time that's that's not you working at your job or not you doing your school work or being at school uh if you want to take that extra time to to really you know improve your skills then i think that shows some real dedication to your craft and it's always a good thing, and it's always gonna, it is going to help you, you know, get that edge on some of these people that don't do that. So I think it's definitely a good idea. So we're going to talk about some different things. He wanted some ideas of – oh, and I forgot to mention that, that it's Cliff that sent that in, so thank you, Cliff. Um, but he, he mentioned wanting some ideas for projects to work on in like an hour span of time. And while I think that's an excellent idea – um, you definitely don't have to limit yourself to that. Uh, first of all, we don't have to only do a project. We could do exercises. We can do you know tutorials. We can do other things that will help us grow as a designer. And also, um, you don't have to limit to just an hour-long project. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to commit yourself to maybe two or three lunch hours a week, then now you have basically like a laid out plan for doing work on a project. So you don't necessarily have to finish it in that hour. You could say, hey, I'm going to take like, you know, a week worth worth of lunch hours and do a larger project that would take me five hours to complete. So I just wanted to touch on those couple of aspects at first. But uh, we'll start off with actually furthering your education in the different ways that we do that. Because it's something that I did. I did used to harp on it way back when, um, when I first started this podcast, because it's something that I used to do all the time. Now, I don't always have time for it these days, but every time I get a chance, I do, you know, stick my nose in a book or watch some video tutorials on, uh, you know, different things and, and try to make myself better. What I used to do is lay out at least, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to be able to. Do some self-teaching or self-learning, and that would be usually using Lynda.com because that's pretty much my favorite place to go if I need to learn actual techniques in the uh, the applications that we use. And this, of course, helps me to build my skills and be able to you know teach other things as well on my own video podcast. But just getting in there and learning some different things. I would even go through, you know, the Photoshop or the Illustrator ones because there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't necessarily use on a day to day basis. Therefore, I don't really know that much about it. And there's also things that are in there that, you know, if you don't go searching for a certain way to do something, then you're probably not going to find these things. They're just going to. You know, they're gonna pop up every here and again, but you know, if you can go out and actually watch a tutorial of somebody showing you these things, it, it can really be to your advantage because you're learning things that you might not have necessarily learned just by doing a project. So I, I think that's a, a definitely a good thing to do if you have that, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, or if you have, you know, a certain amount of time each day or each week, then make sure you dedicate a little bit of time to doing that. Um, I think it's a great idea, and of course you can, just, you can use books if you want. I also subscribe to the, the Layers Magazine, and I also get the Photoshop User Magazine. Uh, any of those kind of magazines, they have tutorials in them as well. and Most of them you can go up to the website and actually even get the example files and download those and go through the to- tutorial just as they do in the magazine. Um, these are all great things to do. Uh, it's it's not actually you know working on a project getting experience that way, but it is taking you through the steps of of you know getting a certain result from the applications that you use all the time. So it's a great way to do that. But just uh, training yourself in any way, of course, just cracking open a book as well uh, that will teach you maybe some some different things, more of the theory of design rather than actual you know tutorials and the applications, and that's that's a good thing to do also. I mean. Designing, as hopefully we all know, is is more than just using Photoshop and Illustrator and creating some some beautiful looking pictures. It's there's actually more to it than that. So the more we can learn about that process and the workflow, uh, the better we'll we'll be, we'll all be off. So uh, let's move on. First, I, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time like naming projects that you could probably complete in an hour, but I did want to give a little list since that was actually what he asked for in the first place. So just off the top of my head, I, I kind of came up with a, a short list of things that, that might be able to be done. And once again, it it's shows a great amount of of dedication to the craft to want to take your lunch hour to do this. And uh, I have kind of a finalized point at the end of this that we'll get to. Uh, but it, it is it, it's really good to want to want to learn more about your craft like that, but you do have to know that sometimes you need to just get away from it as well. And like I said, we'll touch on that at the very end, but my short list here, I came up with things like phone book ads and I actually, uh, one of the first jobs that I applied for and didn't get, is it was working for the phone company, not the phone company, but the phone book, the people who who publish who make the phone books. And it was creating those little tiny ads. They're probably, I don't know, like inch and a half by three inches or, you know, there's different sizes in there, but that's about as big as they get. You know, they might be a little bit bigger this time. They might do like a quarter page or something like that. But whatever the case, it's going to be pretty small, um, so that's really the theme here that I went with is something that's pretty small. Um, it's limited in how many objects are in, in the piece or how much imagery is in there and how much copy is in there. I mean, you can't get too much of that stuff because the more, the more you add to it and the larger the dimensions of the document, the, the more opportunity you have to come up with different ideas and the more you can come up with different ideas like that, the more time it should take you. I mean you shouldn't be shooting for an hour to make you know like a flyer maybe that has a couple of paragraphs of copy, you know, a headline, a few different images. I mean that's going to take you a little bit longer and you don't want to get in the habit of trying to rush things. So that's the thing that that I really want you you people to look out for if you're if you're thinking of doing something like this and that's that's why that's why I didn't want to give too many examples of things that you should be trying to do within an hour. I mean, Some of these things on my list, you could probably even take more than an hour for also. So I'm just trying to give kind of guidelines of things that I think that probably could be completed within an hour, given your full effort. And that means really thinking about you know, what, what is the purpose of this document or this layout that I'm going to make. You know, what are the different things that it needs to fulfill? What are the goals that it needs to fulfill? Um, you need to have time to lay out your, your ideas in thumbnails and then transfer that to maybe a couple of comps, a couple of roughs, at least two or three, and then pick the best out of that and then go for it. And these are the things that I think you could probably do that with in that hour. So like I said, phone book ads, those are pretty small and they're, they're usually limited in their imagery and their copy coupons, uh, like anything that you would get you know, in the Sunday paper or some of those mailers that come to you, the, the junk mail that you probably just throw away, um, those kind of things. Uh, tickets. Sometimes you have to actually make tickets for different events or something like that, and that would be a, a pretty good thing that you could probably do pretty quickly. Um, hang tags, which would, of course, be the little uh, pieces of cardboard that hang from like clothing in a store or, or any kind of item that has like a tag on it that gives you you know information about it as well as maybe the price or something like that. That's another good thing that could be done pretty pretty quickly. Um, if you're working more in a web, then I would say probably banner ads is the way to go. I mean, you could work on specific imagery or something like that that goes for a website, but a banner ad, I think, is pretty universal. It's good to have some of those in your portfolio as well if you're going to do some kind of web work, web design rather than web development. Uh, if you don't find that challenging enough, if you can, if you find that you, you're being able to, you know, spit them out pretty quickly, more than in less than an hour, then maybe. Uh, Trying to do some flash as well with some animation in it, or or something that's a little more interactive, that might actually make it a little harder for you to get that done within an hour. But again, the idea here is to just kind of practice your skills, not necessarily to get so fast at it that you think you can do pretty much anything in an hour, because that's it's definitely not the way to work. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna vary with every project, and hopefully you find if you get into one of these projects and you start doing it, uh, hopefully you'll find that a lot of things that you think might only take you an hour are going to take you a little bit longer than an hour. And that's okay. I mean, let's face reality here. It's not about how fast we go. It's the quality that we get out of it. And also, you know, you're going to make more money if you do things the right way than if you try and get them done just real fast. Um, the next one on my list is a masthead, and I was thinking like maybe a masthead for like a blog or a website. most of those that's that's pretty much the style these days is to have some kind of maybe like imagery up there at the top or at least something that kind of accentuates the the name of the website. Um, you could also use that in print if you have like a newsletter or something. a lot of those will have a masthead at the top that you need to create, and that's something that's a pretty quick project uh, like I said. Most anything that's that's small in size, small in dimensions, and is limited with the objects or the imagery or the copy that is involved in that, you're going to be able to do pretty quickly in an hour like that. So uh, actually, when I left off, and uh, I definitely don't want to uh, underestimate the, the complexity of this project, but business cards is something you might mess with as well. Now, I definitely wouldn't say that you could design a, a business card in under an hour because it really just depends on what you're looking for. And and that's kind of the x factor in this is if you're just making up a project to do, that's very good and it helps you with your skills and it helps you with your workflow and and how you get things done. But the the x factor there is you don't have a client. So, you know, either you're making up requirements for your project as in, you know, maybe they they need certain items on their business card. Um uh, there's all kinds of things, there's all kinds of uh different variables in there as far as what it's going to be printed on, how it's going to be printed, what kind of inks they're going to use. Business cards are, are pretty complex. They're pretty simple, yet they're pretty complex because there's a million different ways to make them. So, I mean, you're, if you're just kind of throwing all those things out the window, then yeah, you could probably make a pretty simple business card design. But again, that can also be something that, that's made very complex. and And that really goes for you know, a lot of these things, even a hang tag can can become pretty complex as well if you make it that way. If the client wants it that way. So, the main things to remember here, I think, are you don't have to finish in an hour. I mean, these are suggestions for things that you you might be able to finish in an hour. Um, as you do these projects, you know, if you do, you know, if you do them regularly and you keep going through them, then you'll probably find that you are getting quicker, and that's. That's part of actually doing something like this, these exercises, is it's going to improve your skills in the applications of getting things in between applications and getting to that end result faster. And, and that's really one of the things you want to shoot for. And you'll notice that things come easier to you as you work on more and more projects. Um, so this is a good way to get yourself to that, that level. The other thing you really want to get out of this, though, is setting that workflow what do I do? I get my ideas. I do my research. Uh, I get my ideas going. I make some thumbnails to, to kind of elaborate on my ideas. I make enough of those that I'm sure that I got everything that was in my brain out on paper. Then I move on to some comps of the ones that I think are the strongest. And then I develop from there. And, uh, you know, again, you're not going to get that client interaction while you're doing the design either, but you're still, you're getting the, you're getting those steps in place that you know you need to take to get to the end result that you want. So that's really the important thing with doing these exercises. As I mentioned in the beginning though, you don't always have to do a small project. It doesn't have to be something that is done in an hour. Now it's nice to do that because you can say, hey, I'm gonna do this exercise, and once your lunch hour is over, you're done with it, and you're like, hey, that was pretty cool. You know, now I can move on to something else. But once, maybe once you get a few of those under your belt, Maybe you want to move on to something a little bit larger. And if you are dedicating yourself to doing a certain amount of hours of training or examples or whatever you want to call it per week, then you could say, hey, okay, uh, I'm going to do two lunch hours a week. And I figure it'll take me about four or five hours to do this project. So I should be able to have it done within a couple of weeks. Now, this adds another component into your training, and that is um, kind of figuring out how much time you're going to need to do something and setting a deadline for yourself and meeting that deadline. Now, of course, you know, if you're just using lunch hours and you get to that last day and you're supposed to be done and you're really not, like who cares because this is just uh, doing things for the sake of getting better. It's not necessarily about making that deadline, but it'll show you a lot about how you work, how fast you can work and how fast you can get things done and some things that may have stumped you and, and taken a little bit more time than you thought. And that's really valuable information, especially if you're going to go into freelancing where you actually have to kind of estimate how much time things are going to take you. And that's really what you're basing your prices on. So it's really, really good information. And I've said it in the past, I'll say it again, make sure you time yourself. Whether it's just timing the the total amount of time that it takes you to get from the beginning of the project to the end, or you know if you get a, a piece of software like I use, which I forgot the name of, let me find it real quick. Uh, it's Time Log, and that's for Mac only. So if you're on a PC, you're gonna need to find something different. But I use this software called Timelog. It times not only the total time, but it gives me the exact times that I'm in each of my programs. So I can see how long I was in Photoshop, messing with the photos. I can see how long I was in InDesign, actually putting a, a document together. You know that's all valuable information because once you break it down, you know you get a new project. It's obviously not going to be exactly the same as another one that I did, but I can say, okay, I spent about this much time doing you know Photoshop work that was similar to this, and I spent about this much time in Dreamweaver, you know, building the pages, and this one has about the same amount of pages, and it it helps you to be able to formulate that information, uh, formulate that estimate of. A, how much time it's going to take you to get the project done. And then as a result of that, uh, A1, I guess you would say, would be translating that into you know, timesing it by your hourly rate and coming up with a a correct estimate, or at least a very close estimate, to what it should cost to get the job done. All very good things to do. And uh, I, I think it's good not to limit yourself to these really small projects, because Truth be told when you get into your job, unless you do have a job like that where you're working um, you know for a phone book company, and that's all you do is make those little ads, chances are you're not going to be doing stuff that small you're going to be working on projects that take you at least a week you know up to months even so uh it's good to get yourself in the habit of. Yes, being able to do small projects and com- complete them quickly, but also get yourself in the habit of doing larger ones. And if you want to even take it a step further, if you are into the working on projects for more than just an hour or more than just you know one day of, of whatever amount of free time you have, start up a couple of projects and do them both at the same time because this is an essential skill that you need to have. Every design job that you ever apply for will ask you to be able to multitask and and do more than a couple of things at once, whether it be working on two large projects at the same time, or working on one project and then maybe doing a bunch of small side stuff at the same time, which is pretty much what I do. Um, I work on our website, so I do all those updates. So right now. We're doing research to actually redesign the whole website and and kind of bring it up into the current technology, which it's not right now. But at that same time, I have requests to, you know, change copy or change images on our public site. And at the same time, I have people sending me in company logos, which I need to to go through this whole process of getting them uploaded and attaching them to the, the customer's accounts. And I also have, you know, the marketing team coming to me and saying, oh, can you help us out with this flyer or whatever? You know, there's a million different things that come in every day. And you have to be able to really juggle that and, you know, prioritize and, and figure out what needs to be done first. How long are these things going to take you? And, and once you figure that out, it'll be easy to put them in a list and figure out, okay, I need to work on this one first because it needs to get, it needs to get out there first. Um, so, again, I mean, if you want to add something in like that, work on, a couple of projects at one time. And of course, if you're making them up, then it's going to be a little bit easier. But like I said, if you want to maybe put some fake deadlines on yourself and, and see how well you do, it's not necessarily about making that deadline. It's about really going through the process and seeing how long it is going to take you. And, and if you do get caught up and actually don't make the deadline, that's going to tell you a lot of uh, very good information about how you work. When I did one of my first freelancing projects, I, I took on, it was like a little flash demonstration. And we didn't have a whole lot of photos to go with the thing. So I ended up actually having to illustrate a lot of things. So um, I, I'm i not even sure what I estimated, but I gave them an estimate. I gave pretty much just a, this is how, my, how many hours it's going to take me. Um, this is what I'm going to charge you be, based on you know how much my hourly rate is. And I think I actually worked two or three times as long as I thought I was going to. So, you know, it was much more than an hour, but let's say if I told him, yeah, it's gonna take me an hour to get this project done, it actually took me three hours. So this is definitely something that you have to kind of grow into, you have to get used to. Um, how long it takes you to get things done. And I had no idea. First of all, it was my first actual project. Like I had done things for myself as well, but I never kept time. I never, I never figured out how long it takes me to do certain things. So I was at a disadvantage there. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's really just about feeling it out and, and doing things a couple of times, and then you start to, to figure out how long it takes you to do them. Now, that was you know the beginning of my career as well, so it really did take me longer to do things. It took me a lot longer to illustrate in Illustrator than it does these days, because you know, I've done so much of it now, I'm much better at it. I'm much quicker with the, the pen tool and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's also going to that's, that's factor in as well. But just know that, you know, if you have no idea how long it takes you to do something, then now's the time to maybe start, you know, making little projects for yourself and actually timing yourself. See how long it does take you to do things because uh, having that information is very invaluable. All right. So moving on. The other way to to get things done, like I said, is just to to train yourself, not necessarily doing a project, but just train yourself in different ways, working on your skills. And um, the examples I had here were tutorials. I talked a little bit about, um, I I love lynda.com, using lynda.com tutorials. I am a very visual learner, so I like to watch a video. Um, And there's a couple of different great things about this site. Not only do you get to watch them do it, but, uh, if you get the, the yearly subscription or the premium subscription, I think it is, you actually get the example files. So if you don't understand something, you have the working files there and you can go in and dig around. And that is the other way that I learned very well, uh, especially with the web technologies, is to have like a working uh, example on my computer and then I can dig in, I can look at the code and I can see how it's coming together, how it actually all pieces together and works. So that for me is... is like A+, that, that stuff is really good. Um, but even, you know, I just, I just subscribe to it monthly for a really long time, and you don't get the example files, but being able to watch them actually go through it and do it, that is something that, that makes it a little bit easier, in my opinion. Something they just added to that as well is once you go through the courses, you can actually get certificates of completion. So if you go through like the whole CS4 Photoshop training, you'll get some certificate that says, hey, I completed this whole course and, you know, it's... It's not going to matter to everybody, but some people might actually see that as something uh, pretty valuable in that you took the time to do, I don't know, 20 hours of training or whatever it is. They're all kind of different, but uh, another kind of added bonus with the lynda.com tutorials. Uh, the other one is those magazines that I was talking about, and there's all kinds of different ones, but the two that I like, um, if you become um, a member of the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, you automatically get the Photoshop User Magazine, and you can also get that on newsstands as well. Um, that one and Layers Magazine, those are like the two ones that are really geared towards the Adobe apps. Of course, the Photoshop one is Photoshop and uh, Lightroom, but Layers covers pretty much everything in the Creative Suite, and there's tutorials in there, and there's great articles as well. And um, Again, for the tutorials, they have, you can usually go up to the website and download the example files for the tutorials, which is really helpful, as I said, to be able to uh, see how things are working if you don't totally understand what's going on there. Uh, there's like a million books out there that you can also get. Uh, I've actually uh, gone through and looked at some and reviewed them on this podcast before, but a lot of the O'Reilly books are great. And, uh, those are the ones that I, I usually get review copies of, um, but there 's all kinds of different series that are that are really good. If you just go to your local book, bookstore, you can find those and then again, on the flip side of that it 's not always all about tutorials and working in the applications I mean being able to use Photoshop does not make you a designer. You actually need to know how to make a good design you know the, the principles of design and what goes into uh, a good design and you know the principles of typography, and, and there's like so much stuff that you can learn that has absolutely nothing to do with you know Photoshop or InDesign. So make sure you don't limit yourself just to you know tutorial books about applications, because that's that's not the only training training that you need. You really need these other things to to grow as a designer as well. Um, of course, there's a million blogs out there as well that you can take a look at, and it's it's really kind of the fad these days for everyone to put up a blog you know so that means that there's a lot of freelance designers out there that have their own blogs that talk about things related with their career Uh, maybe not so much in the way that I talk about things to where it's like teaching you um, what goes on what might happen during your career but there's things that you can pick up on that, that will really I think prove valuable in in your growth as a designer in your career and, of course, looking at websites for inspiration, which uh, I'm going to give one at the end of the podcast here as our bullpen entry that I, that I recently found. But there's a million of these as well um, where you can just go and look at examples of other people's work and kind of get inspired by that. See what's out there. See what kind of crazy things people are doing and maybe uh, get some ideas for your own designs from that. So that's always a great thing to do. Um, for... More ideas. Uh, actually, doing exercises. So, we're not just looking at tutorials. We're not actually doing a whole project. Maybe we're just going to do an exercise, something that might come up in the project. And this is also good because we can time ourselves doing this and say, okay. One of my examples was uh, using the the pen tool. So, tracing objects are actually illustrating something. So maybe we'll get like a picture of you know a person or a car or something, and Bring that into Illustrator, just place it in there and then trace it out, color it, do whatever you want to do to illustrate it and time yourself doing that and see how long that takes. That's something that would have been really valuable for for me to do before before I took on that first freelance project because the thing that really took the time was getting an Illustrator and illustrating those pictures that I needed to put in my Flash presentation. Uh, so if you time yourself doing that, you can say, okay, this object was about, you know, this size and it was, that, that actually that probably won't matter, but you can say it was about this intricate, you know, it, it took this, this much detail to create this illustration and it took me about an hour or so. So you can kind of try and just start relating that to something else that you might have to do and, and figure out how long it might take you. Um, but that's a really good one because the pen tool, I think, is is probably one of the most important tools that shows up in Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign, uh, Flash. I mean, there's all kinds of applications that we use that it's in there. A lot of people hate the pen tool, and I think my opinion is I actually like the pen tool. Um, but I think a lot of people probably dislike it because it does take a lot of practice to get good at it. But once you do, you can do things pretty quickly and it's pretty amazing. It's a, it's a great way not only to illustrate things, but also to make selections in Photoshop. That's a lot easier than just using, you know, the lasso tool or something like that. It's a lot more precise. And once you get fast at the pen tool, you'll be fast at doing that as well. And I think that it'll really work to your advantage. And, uh, I just think it's an important tool to be good at. I, don't, I think you you should try not to avo- just avoid it. I think you should just actually spend some time and try and get better at it. Uh, another one is typography, setting type. Also a good thing. You can do this pretty quickly, um, just doing you know something like a flyer. Not necessarily worrying about the design of the flyer, but being able to set the type where you have things like you know paragraphs or pull quotes or you know i did a couple of things in the uh in the app app clinic from last week where we looked at you know quotes and and hanging punctu- punctuation and what else did we do in there i think i did something actually with with a pull quote as well but just different things like that where you're actually kind of spicing up the type. And it's good to, to just leave it in something that's just plain and not worry about the other design stuff. Because really, typography is a huge, huge part of your design. And you don't want to just rely solely on the images that are in it or you know the illustrations or designs or whatever else you're putting in your document. The typo- typography should really be able to stand on its own as far as like getting your message across uh and and really you know drawing in the the reader to to make them read your copy you you should be able to do that but just working on the little things i think is a, is a great idea even as as far as you know like the spacing in between the lines or the spacing in between words or letters, you know, work on that stuff and, and really pay attention to it because it's a big thing. It's a big thing when you go to get a job and people look at your samples in your portfolio. They're one of the one of the big things they're going to be looking for is do you pay attention to the typography and, and the different aspects of that. Um, because if you don't, it could mean the difference between somebody else getting your job and you getting it. Um, my other example here was extraction. And that's another good one. It's another thing that, that takes a while to get good at in Photoshop is extracting images from a background. And it's something that if you work in Photoshop quite a bit, you're probably going to find yourself doing a lot. Um, now, if you have a whole workflow where you know, you're part of the photography and you can actually make it so that it's easier for you to extract things, then that's all fine and dandy. But if you're working in a job like I do where you deal with a lot of stock photography, like I'm going up to iStock Photo or something and just grabbing photos from there, and I only want a piece of that photo, like the person out of it, then you're going to be dealing with extraction quite a bit. So uh, there are tools to help you do this, but uh, I'd say a majority of us actually have to work without those tools. So being able to extract someone, like a person that has kind of crazy hair, um, things like that. Work on that a little bit and uh, that's that's something I think will prove to be a good skill to have and, and be, to be able to do it faster is, is definitely going to work in your advantage. But overall there, I mean, just working through small exercises like that, something that's going to come up in pretty much any project that you do or most projects that you do is something good to just kind of do over and over again. It's going to increase the speed and you're going to, you're not going to waste so much time on things that have to be done, and that way you can spend more time on things that um, you want to do, things that are going to enhance the the layout and, and really make it pop and make it you know something that's visually pleasing to, to anyone who looks at it. Um, that's about all I had for using your quote unquote free time. But the last point I wanted to hit on here was the fact that you really need to make sure that some of this time is spent away from design. Don't forget to take a break every once in a while. Lunch hours are there not only so you can have lunch, but they're also so that you can you know, BS with your, your coworkers and really just stop thinking about work for an hour. So it, while it's good and it shows, like I said, it shows you know, great desire to get better, it, it shows great dedication to the craft, remember that you need to take a break every once in a while. You need to let your brain rest a little bit and not think about work. And you'll find that when you come back to work, you're a little bit more refreshed. You're ready to, to really hit it again and, and get things moving in the right direction. And, and that can be more important than you think, really. I mean, I, th- I think I definitely had an example of that, which I was talking about um, at least a couple of weeks ago or, or something like that to where, you know, I was just pushing through the, with this podcast. And once I actually took a break for a few months, it actually helped me to rededicate myself and, and really be ready to attack it again. And I think that's really an important point to, to remember is that even though you think maybe, uh, you know, I'm fine. I can keep pushing through. If you do go ahead and take a little bit of time off, you'll realize that it really does help you to, to, have that renewed energy and desire to get stuff done. And that's really important because we're creative people. We have to be able to think creatively. It's not just like going down and uh, I have this many spreadsheets to fill out, and once I'm done, I'm done. So I'm just going to push through until I'm done. Um, We actually have to solve problems. We have to come up with solutions. And we have to come up with creative solutions. So when your brain needs that rest, you need to make sure that you take the time to give it that rest. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. All right, so for the bullpen, as I promised, uh, this is one of the sites that I found lately, and it's actually in this—it's uh, in like a whole, I guess you would call it a a network of websites. And so it's—it looks like it's kind of linked to actually freelance switch, which is one of the ones that I've put up before, um, plus the. PSD toots, which they have a whole series of these uh, net toots, vector toots, <laughs> flash toots. But these are all tutorial sites for all these other ones. So uh, you can actually get to all of these from this site as well. But this one is called Creatica and that's at creatica.com. It's dot acom And of course, that'll be up in the show notes as well. If you want to just go to com, um, go to episode 113 and there, there'll be a link in there for you. Um, but this is a just another inspiration site where you can look at other people's work. So they have business cards, CSS, Flash, logos, Photoshop, posters, uh, all just different designs from people that you can come up and kind of take a look and see what, what other people are putting out there. And maybe you'll get some ideas, you know, not not necessarily taking their idea, but just, you know, maybe just different portions of their design that make you think in a little bit different way and help you to kind of explore different areas that you might not have if, you've, if you never saw that piece of artwork. So um, always good to do that. And like I said, a good thing to do on your lunch hour as well. If you don't want to get into the nitty gritty and actually do a project, it's great to look at other people's artwork as well and uh, really get some ideas flowing from that. So uh, creatica.com, check that one out. All right, so I want to thank everybody for listening again and downloading the podcast. And once again, if you do have friends that you think could uh, benefit from this, if you have friends or co-workers or co-students who uh, might enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell them where it is. If you want to give a shout out on the Facebook or the Twitter or MySpace or wherever you you post those things. But uh, I would really appreciate it if you could spread the word a little bit and uh, hopefully we'll get some more people interacting here and and get some great content in future podcasts. But thanks again for downloading it. Uh, Just just by doing that, you're helping me out quite a bit. So uh, I really can't ask for much more than that. And, uh, that's going to do it for this one. I think if you want to contact me, you can do so at this email. It's rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's RD as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, uh, any ideas, uh, such as this brilliant idea that, that Cliff had for the podcast today, uh, please shoot them my way. And uh, if you have any anything at all, if you have any critiques of my shows, you want to you wanna tell me how maybe I can make it better, I'm definitely open to any of that and uh, I've also done a couple of interviews lately some people have uh, their, own, their own podcasts or their own blogs or anything like that uh, if, you, if anybody has any, any desire to do that I'm definitely available for that as well and of course I would want to do it because it helps promote my site a little bit but uh, uh, hopefully some of those things will be coming out soon I just did one uh, a couple of weeks ago so uh, I'll let you guys know once that actually comes out because it was pretty inter- interesting for me anyways but uh, yeah, if you want to contact me for any reason, go ahead and do it that way. Of course, our website is at designer.com and um, the video tutorials that I do are at appclinic.com slash screencast, so you can find those there. Uh, I think it's a great supplement to this show, and uh, yeah, so I guess uh, just good luck if you guys start doing your projects on your lunch hour, but definitely... It, if you want to do any of this stuff, I think it's a great idea. It's really going to advance you. It's really going to help you become a better designer. Because the more you, the more practice you get at these things, the better you're going to be. And uh, I guess the thing to remember here is everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.